0: And the reason why you need to style is because predominantly it engages the buyer emotionally and emotion is a very powerful conversion tool. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, it's Bernadette Jansen, and before we get into this episode, I need to remind you that the information in this podcast is general in nature and opinion only. It should not be taken as personal advice. There are significant risks with buying and renovating property, and you should maximise your profit potential and minimise your risk by seeking independent advice that relates to your personal circumstances through your own financial planner, accountant, and any other professionals that you are working with. The examples in this podcast are for illustrative purposes only. Well, hello, it's Bernadette, and I'm back with another episode of She Renovates. Today, the topic is why property styling is non-negotiable when you sell your reno. Now, this is a question I get asked a lot. Actually, The question is, should I style my property? So this is a very important topic. But before I get into that, I just want to share a bit about what I've been up to in the last couple of weeks. The first thing, and this is very exciting news, is that we are about to welcome our third grandchild into the world. Our third child, Madeline, is expecting her third baby in three, sorry, two weeks time. She already has a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So if Madeline's not busy enough now, she will be exceptionally busy in a few weeks' time. But one of the reasons that I have made it a point of creating a life where I'm flexible is so that I can really engage in the joys of family life. And so now's one of those times, you know, Madeline's really got her hands full and I want to be able to back her up and also be with my grandchildren as they're growing up. Not every day, obviously, but because they live in Wollongong. I certainly like to see them as much as I can. And I have to say that's one of the enormous benefits of running a renovation business. You can structure your life how you want to live it. And in fact, I spent yesterday in Wollongong and I like to mix a bit of business with pleasure. And so I also got to meet two of our new students who have recently finished our boot camp and are about to embark on their Reno life. So to get their strategy set. And I also caught up with one of our longstanding students and one of the legends in our program, Cherie, who's just completed a... Quick and dirty Renault on her own home, so I checked that out as well. So that was the Wollongong field trip yesterday. I've also run a boot camp recently, and our boot camps, the demographic is predominantly women. It always amazes me at what a diverse range of people we bring together, yet they're all working towards a common goal. So everyone is working at replacing their income. Some now, they need to do that now. Others are working to make sure that they have their income organized for when they retire. So we generally do our boot camps around a boardroom table in our boardroom. And I sort of like to emulate the kitchen table experience. That's where I really strategized and developed my ideas for myself and also with our kids. Those strategy conversations happen around the kitchen table. And so our boot camps are a little bit different in that there is huge amount of training. You have to um, consume a huge amount of material over the weekend, but you also sort of get to have conversations and apply it to your personal situation so that you leave with a really practical step by step plan? Yeah. So as I said, we have quite a diverse range of people. We have two nurses who have come in to, I guess, recreate their lives. I was a nurse. I know what a grind it is. And so they've certainly stuck at it a lot, a lot longer than I did. And so looking at an alternate income source. I also had a couple of women who've already stopped work and are developing their income streams and a town planner. So hi, Leanne. Leanne's already a rock star. So she's just added a another powerful skill to her bow, but the other person we had was a young man and he is quite a rare occurrence in our demographic but I really want to take my hat off to him because he has the foresight to engage in some strategic planning and education before he embarks down the property route and i'm like really in awe of that i feel quite passionate about the fact that a lot of our young people are quite despondent around the property market they have this mindset that it's it's sort of out of the reach for them and it's absolutely not if you are if it's something that you want you really want then anything's possible and certainly i'll be sharing some of the projects we're doing with our kids in subsequent episodes to give you some ideas about what exactly is possible. The other thing to mention is we've had two student projects go to market this week. These are both in Sydney. One is in Edgecliff. This is a group of three women that I've been coaching through the project and another Group of two who have put their property on the market in Darlinghurst. If you're interested in going and having a look at some of our student projects, I will post the links in our show notes. And both those groups have done an awesome job. And fortuitously, also the market is starting to pick up. And so yeah, things are looking pretty good. We have another boot camp coming up in August. So if that on your radar, then either send us an email or give us a call and we'll shoot you through the details. Now let's get on to today's topic and that is property styling. So I had a distress call from a lady, not a student. She and her builder husband had bought a property to renovate and sell. She believed that her research was accurate and that her estimated sale price was realistic. But when they went to market, the property just didn't sell and they would have had to have sold it at a loss. And she rang up to get some advice. And I was really going through what she'd done with the property And they had gone over budget, that's not unusual, but there was nothing else I could really put my finger on that could, if her research was accurate, why it wasn't selling. And then I just said, you did style it, didn't you? And she said, oh no, because we went over budget, we didn't style it because we didn't think we could afford to. And I thought, "Uh aha, that's the problem. So, statistically, we know that property styling adds around 10% to the sale price. If you turn that around and look at it the other way, if you don't style it, you're looking at making 10% less, okay? So, if you wipe 10% off your sale price, not a good scenario. And for what it would cost to style a property, it's really very short-sighted thinking, because here's the thing, when people take their property to sale, to market, most think it's worth more than it is. And so they already have inflated expectations of the sale price of the property. They think, oh, well, I don't want to, sty- I don't want to spend money on styling because that's money that I won't get to keep. But what they don't realize is if they don't style it, they won't get the money, the price that they're hoping for. So it's not about really in that those scenarios, it's not about getting 10% more, it's about getting the price that you want. And the reason why you need to style is because, well, there's a few and I'm going to go through them in a minute, but predominantly it engages the buyer emotionally and emotion is a very powerful conversion tool. And the reason being is because it uses the primitive part of the brain, the limbic part part of the brain, which is a very old and it's, it's connected with the fight or flight response. It doesn't use rational thinking. It's just that very deep emotional sort of feeling that causes them to connect with the property and styling actually enables that. It doesn't mean that renovation can't be great if you just if you style it because people are just going to emotionally engage with it and nothing else. No, they then come and back it up with logic. But they will be way more forgiving if they are emotionally engaged with the property and so that's why we style. Well, the main reason why we style. The thing is that you've got to understand what your market is why they're buying the house or a new house. And for them, it's not just about buying a new house. It's about having a better life. So they're coming to you to buy a better life. Because when people come to look for a new home, generally they've grown out of the home they're in. In their eyes, it's not up to scratch. Often they will be cramped. And in most cases, the home will be chaotic. They'll leave chaos at home come out and uh, start looking at property. So your goal is to be the answer to their prayers, to be that picture of serenity and calm and beauty that they yearn for. They've got to imagine their life in your home to be perfect. I've often heard it said, oh, you know, people don't want the house to look like a magazine. Actually, they do. But depending on the demographic, uh, determines which magazine they want it to be like. And so while you do need to present that utopian picture, it does need to relate to the demographic that's likely to buy the property. A dear friend and stylist who was my teacher in the early days was Belinda Woolrich of Papillon Styling. She does a lot of styling for downsizers and she often talked about the fact that downsizers aspire to travel. And so one of the themes that she would use is what she called the global traveler, which is not a property that's stuffed full of souvenirs, but subtle and tasteful suggestions that the occupants are global travellers. So it might be a coffee table book that suggests about a particular location, certain things that have come from cultural artefacts, but things that work with the general contemporary look as well as building on that theme of travelling. It depends on your market what your theme is, but it's also important not to overdo it because you don't want to be telling your buyers that you're trying to play them. So yes, theme, but be very subtle about it. The other great thing about styling is that it scopes out the space. For instance, if you've got a bedroom and you can fit a double or queen bed in there without it looking cramped, then you need to do that because it helps buyers to know the size of the room, like, of course, you have floor plans and they can look at the measurements, but it's an immediate understanding if you've got a large bed in there and it doesn't look out of place, then that's a decent-sized bedroom because when someone's been looking at you know, half a dozen or maybe even more houses in a day, they start to blend together. So you need to make it easy for them to remember your property and what it offers for them. So scoping out the space is an important element of your styling. And the other thing it does is it, it gives context to the space. So heard that people have no imagination And I'm sorry to say, but that is absolutely true. So if you've got a spare room and you want to be able to tell your buyer that you could use that as a home office, then you set it up as a home office. If you want to tell them that you can use it as a a bedroom, then you set it up as a bedroom because – Unfortunately, and it's not just buyers, most people in general, it it takes a lot of brain power to figure out what you can use a room for, just make it easy for them. And that will help your buyer connect with the property quickly. So the other thing that it does is it solves problems. Often when we're planning out renos, we'll be looking at an area and think, "Mm, you know, that's going to be a problem area. But rather than spend money on it, I'm resolved to actually style it for the problem. So maybe use a key piece. For instance, if you've got a really long, bland wall, you might be thinking about maybe putting a fireplace in it to break it up or something like that, then using a statement piece of furniture could be an equally suitable solution and cost way less. The other thing is that a key piece of furniture or decor can actually take your eye off something that's not exactly perfect. You may not have been able to execute a renovation in the way that you wanted to. You might have an area that you think it's okay, but it would have been nice if I could have done it better. Then maybe distracting your buyer with some clever styling is always an option. Now, I'm not talking about covering up. Covering up's a different scenario, but by just creating some interest that draws their eye can help. The thing that you want to know is that women buy property. So you need to style the property so it appeals to women. If you're styling your property like a man cave, it's not going to work. And that doesn't mean all pink and girly. It just means tasteful and elegant or contemporary. Something that a woman would like. Doesn't mean a man won't like it too, but as women, we have very specific needs in our surroundings. So make sure that your styling meets those needs. Now, I've heard a lot of people asking about virtual styling recently. And I think virtual styling has its place, but you really need to be careful because it may get people in the door, which of course broadens your market. But it, it won't engage your buyer emotionally because when they get on site, instead of having that emotional connection, you may find that they feel a bit let down because when they saw it on the internet, it was beautifully styled. It looked like it was um, a lovely home. But when they get there, they're faced with empty rooms. Times when virtual styling can be used effectively is if you're renting a property and you're wanting to increase the turn-up rate. That's certainly a good application for it, but I would be wary of it when you are styling to sell. Styling doesn't have to cost a fortune. You can do it. Most of our properties, we style ourselves. We buy the furniture. We buy a lot of eBay, Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace. I usually do buy the key pieces new because it's important that they are bought on, things like the sofa and often the dining table and chairs. But things like beds and appliances and the like can easily be bought from those sites that I've mentioned. And the good thing is when you buy your furniture, you can also Airbnb your property in the settlement period, which is another way of adding to your profit margin. And then you can sell it off afterwards. So your styling can cost you very little, but it just requires some planning. And the last thing I want to talk about is when you don't style. And there are a couple of situations where that is the case. First one is in very rural locations. Of course, any decision you make about your property should always be backed up with your research. But my experience has been, I sold a property for my mother And it was in a rural location. And the general consensus from the agents was that styling was almost a negative because buyers perceived that as wasting money. And that's the last thing you want to be saying to your buyer. So I didn't style. But of course, you want to make sure that it is very clean and tidy and presentable. You don't want to be presenting your buyer with a whole lot of work to do because that will get factored into the price. So decluttering, and making sure that it's clean and tidy. So this is a question that comes up a lot when people are selling their parents' homes, getting them into aged care. Do I style or not? Well, generally speaking, yes. And you present the property in the best condition possible and that will get you the best price. But of course, always depends on your area. And the other scenario would be if the property is being sold for land value only, so the interest in the property is for the land. But in saying that, if there is a house on the land, you want to make sure that once again is clean and tidy and presentable because Even someone planning to develop the land will probably want to rent the house out while they're getting the approvals. That's a long, slow process. And so um, having a house that's clean and tidy and livable is the bare minimum and will certainly add to the value of the property because it means they don't have to do that work themselves. They can get going quickly. Okay, I hope this answers the question, should I style my property? And I look forward to seeing you next week. And for those of you who have enjoyed this podcast, could I ask, a little favour, that you go over to iTunes and leave us a review and spread the Renault love. Thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.